Leninism, and our party. Selected reading from the Communist, the former theoretical organ of the Communist Party USA, and the current theoretical organ of the Party of Communists USA. Leninism and our party by Max Bedacht, January 1930. The influence of Leninism upon the revolutionary movement of the American proletariat is a most classical illustration of the essence of Leninism. Even a short consideration of this influence will dispel all pretensions of social democracy that Leninism is the child of the economic backwardness of the highly developed and advanced imperialist countries. Capitalism in the United States developed under extremely favorable conditions. Its vast and untouched natural resources, its practical freedom from the fetters of any old social forms and modes of production, its vast internal market, etc., supplied American capitalism with advantages not enjoyed by capitalism in the older European countries. These advantages reflected themselves, among other things, in a comparatively higher wage and living standard of the American worker. The American aristocracy of labor, the skilled workers in the United States, enjoyed living standards that made them the aristocracy of labor of the whole world. This favorable position was augmented by the rapid expansion of capitalism, for which the native labor market could not possibly satisfy the demand. In this atmosphere, the theory of proletarian revolution did not derive much nourishment from native social soil. It is true that the exceptional position of the American proletarian was a fiction. Its higher living standards were bought and paid for by more intense exploitation, by greater exertion on the part of the workers. The political privileges of the American working class, likewise, were a fiction. But these fictions created and nourished anti-working class illusions on the part of the American workers. The development of the eternal newsboy and the ever-recurring bootblack to millionaires led the American worker to the conclusion that his proletarian existence is not the result of social conditions but of individual qualities. According to this illusion, the reason why not every worker ascends the heights of the billionaire existence of a Rockefeller or a Ford is not the class division in society and the economic structures of society, but the lack of intelligence or lack of ability on the part of the workers. Transferred from the economic to the political field, the same illusion produced the same contorted reflex concerning the climbing of the ladder to political fame and position. How utterly illusionary these conceptions were was proven by the very history of the American working class. The American working class has a history replete with struggles. The militancy displayed by the American workers in these struggles has left a long line of glorious marks in this history. But in spite of these experiences, 
no native revolutionary theory developed. Spontaneity remained the only source of action. There was no generalization of the experiences of these struggles. There was consequently no physical coordination of these struggles in form of political class action on the part of these workers, nor was there any ideological coordination of them in the form of clarifying class conceptions and developing class consciousness. Marxism, once introduced into America, became more of a philosophical quote-unquote school than the science of a proletarian revolutionary movement. Under these conditions, the socialist movement could, more than in any other country, become an attraction for fundamentally pro-bourgeoisie elements. These elements either soothed their outraged feeling of quote-unquote humanity at the sight of quote-unquote cruel exploitation by pseudo-Marxian philosophical speculation, or they adapted their pseudo-Marxian theories to the needs of the numerous petty bourgeoisie, which was unpleasantly pressed to the wall by the rapid capitalist concentration. In other words, they reformed Marxism to fit the grievances of the petty shopkeeper. The outbreak of the World War and the collapse of the Second International therefore did not find in America even a clear Marxian minority. It was class instinct more than class consciousness that guided the action of the revolutionary left wing in America. It was phrase and formula rather than Marxian content. The prevailing Marxian theory was more of an abstraction than a guide to action. For this reason, the left-wing movement remained rather a quote-unquote school than it was of a movement. This does not in the least belittle the role and the service of the leaders of this left-wing to the American revolutionary movement. But in spite of their revolutionary ardor and energy, in spite of their devoted struggle against the social reformists, they could never succeed in building the real political party of the proletariat for revolutionary leadership without Lenin. Lenin was, so to speak, a fulfillment of Marxism by his very existence. The period of the proletarian revolution produced Lenin as he produced the proletarian party of revolution. The epoch of the decay of capitalism produced the leadership and theoretical guide for the revolutionary working class. Quote, Leninism, says Stalin in his Foundations of Leninism, is the Marxism of the epoch of imperialism and of the proletarian revolution. To be more precise, Leninism is the theory and the tactic of the proletarian revolution in general and the theory and the tactic of the dictatorship of the proletariat in particular. End quote. Leninism, as the Marxism in the epoch of the proletarian revolution, had a special significance and importance for the American party. The partly reformist and partly abstract conceptions of the science of Marxism, which heretofore completely dominated the revolutionary movement in the United States, had poisoned this movement with the illusions of American exceptionalism 
and of capitalist democracy. The American Socialist Party was built not as a party of revolutionary action and leadership, but as just another political party. Its life was adapted to the political machinery and forms supplied by the bourgeois state, and not to the forms and revolutionary needs of the life and the struggles of the working class. This was in contradiction to Marxism. But a lack of clear understanding of Marxism, and a consequent lack of ability to apply the forms of a Marxian party and its activities to the needs of the present epoch of capitalism, were responsible for this fundamental shortcoming. Here, Lenin's teachings of the character of imperialism as the epoch of the decay of capitalism supply the guide to a revolutionary change in the conceptions of a revolutionary party in America. Lenin's efforts to cleanse the Marxian teachings of the state from the reformist adulterations and delusions and from fraudulent formulas clarified the purposes of a proletarian revolutionary party in the eyes of the American Marxists and revolutionists. The conceptions of yesterday of a mere political party were shaped by Leninism into the only correct conception of an organizer and leader of the proletarian revolution. Abstract formulas could not stand the acid test of a Leninist analysis. They had to make room for a consideration of the concrete factors of the class struggle. Speculation had to make way for realism. This realism spelled the death to all tendencies of American exceptionalism. This realism showed the concrete and particular factors and relations of forces of the class struggle in the United States, but it showed them in the light of capitalism as a world institution. It showed them in the light of the general decay of this world institution. It showed them in the light of the general tasks of the proletarian world revolution, into which the specific activities and tasks of the American party of the proletarian revolution had to be fitted. Leninism helped the American communists to discover America as a battlefield of revolutionary political struggles and to discover it as an integral part of the capitalist world. All of the Leninist theories and teachings, as for instance, the relationship of the revolutionary proletariat to the poor farmers, the national and colonial questions, etc., helped to sharpen the analytical powers of Marxism of this epoch and supplied additional arms. Aside from the influence which the Leninist theories of imperialism and of the proletarian revolution had upon our American party, the organizational principles of Leninism made an end to the disastrous metaphysical conceptions which prevailed in the revolutionary movement of the United States on organizational questions. The impossibility of a separation of organizational forms from political purposes was driven home by the Leninist principles of Bolshevist organization. This also contributed to the killing of some American illusion 
and to the freeing of the American party from a slavish adaptation to the forms prescribed and provided for by the political machinery of the capitalist state. Even though our American party is yet far from a complete Bolshevization, yet Leninism has forced our movement out of the rut of the past onto the road of Bolshevization. Even where our party has erred and deviated, the Leninist principles have been rooted deep and securely enough to have assured the return of the party to the right track the very moment when the international Leninist leadership, the Communist International, exercised its corrective guidance. Leninism supplied the foundation upon which the revolutionary advance guard of the American proletariat has built its party. Leninism is the guide which directs and corrects the activities of the advance guard of the revolutionary proletariat of the United States. Leninism has steeled the revolutionary determination of the advance guard of the American proletariat and has clarified its conceptions. And when today, the latest renegades of the revolutionary movement in America, when the Lovestones, the Cannons, the Wolfs, the Schachtmans, the Halanans, and the Gitlows, knowing the dominating influence of Leninism, attempt to operate their betrayals with Leninist phrases, our party is strong enough and clear enough to thunder into their treacherous faces Lenin's words, quote, They who weaken, no matter how little, the iron discipline of the party of the proletariat effectually helps the bourgeoisie against the proletariat. Thank you for listening to this reading from the People's School of Marxist-Leninist Studies. Support us at newoutlookpublishers.net, join us on Discord, follow us on Twitter, and visit peopleschool.org to sign up for free classes. <laughs>